Amen. Well, let's just get it. <laughs> Don't have a lot of time, and I got a lot of ground here. Amen. Y'all look really good. Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would say that. I just want to talk about very quickly um, Peter. Peter, uh, when he walked on water, uh, from Matthew 14, 27, knowing their fear, Jesus calls out to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. So I've, I've rushed through all the way through. Uh, Jesus was walking on water. He was going to go join the disciples who are out in the middle of the storm. And they see Jesus coming, and they, but they don't know it's Jesus. They think it's a ghost on the water. They don't know what it is. It's a big storm. It's windy. They're afraid. And Jesus is saying to them, take courage. It is I. And Peter, being who he is, in verse 28, says, uh, he says with a bold claim, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. You know, there's always one, right, that's just going to step out. And, uh, of course, Jesus says, come. And Peter does exactly that. He steps out into the water, and he starts to walk on water. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure that was a miraculous thing that happened in his life, and I'm sure he could tell that story for the rest of his days. But for him to have that story, it took faith. It took faith to step out of the boat. It took trusting in a God that God would be there for when you do it. Because without Jesus, we will definitely sink. There's many reasons why we may stay in that boat. I know Peter didn't stop to ask John or, P or, or, or Matthew, do you think I should step out of the boat and walk? Because uh, he would never have done it because they would have said, you're out of your stinking mind, right? He just wouldn't have done it. But it was Jesus who called to him. It was Jesus who said, come. It is Jesus who said, don't be afraid. It is I. Amen. And that only makes sense to people who understand who the I is, the I am that I am, the beginning and the end, the one that is our substance, the one where we look to the hills where our help comes from. That's the one. That's the I am. That's it is I. Amen. And in our natural, then our natural becomes supernatural because we know that our God has got us. What kept me in the boat for so many years, as you saw in the story, was my addiction. You might say there were drugs on the boat, but it wasn't drugs on the boat. Drugs wasn't my problem. My heart was my problem. Drugs was just the way I covered it up. It was my insecurity. It was my depression. It was my fear to be on this planet, and I didn't know how to do that. There was a time when my boyfriend died, and that probably what set my course to stay on that boat 
for quite a while. Because at that point in my life, I felt like I should have been able to do something. I should have been able to save them. I should have been, there must have been something I could have done to save him. But there wasn't, and I couldn't. And at that point in my life, I'm 18 years old, and I realized that I am not the the top of the food chain. I need something. And at that point, I thought it was God. And so I started to look in the city of Chicago. I'm running from block to block thinking, I need God. I need a church. But I couldn't find one that was open. They were all sealed and shut and closed. And I kept running and looking, and I found one that was open. I shared this last year or two years ago, but I want you to stay focused on one thing in this story. I found a church that was open. It was open because there was a funeral going on. So I run into this place. Everyone's sitting in this section. It's an old man that died. I sat on this section by myself, and I'm the only one crying, okay? Nobody else is crying. I'm weeping like a baby. They don't know who I am. They're looking at the old man in the casket, looking at me like, what in the world? You know, what is going on there? Was that my sugar daddy? What in the world? Why is she crying? What, what? None of us are crying, but she's crying. Well, they had no idea. It had nothing to do with them at all. I had my own problems. And so the priest was walking by, and I stood up to say, I need help. But he, he said, I'm busy, and he pushed me. And when he pushed me, I fell back into the pew. And there was another priest who came up behind him and said, and he helped me up, and I'm just looking at him, and I don't know what to do. I'm screaming. I'm crying. I'm saying, I need help. I need God. I don't know what to do. My father was Iranian. He was a Muslim. My mom was a non-practicing Catholic. I was clueless. What do I do? Do I I confess? Do I give you a confession? Do I light a candle? Tell me what. Maybe I need to light candles. Tell me what to do. Somebody. And he picked me up. He said, just talk. And so we sat there, and I'm telling him everything because I was ready, folks. I was ready. And I'm telling him every sordid detail, and I'm going through it all. And I am telling it all. And he goes, you're a good girl. And I'm like, what? Oh, no, he didn't hear me. So I tell him again, only louder now. The whole church can hear me. And I'm telling him every detail. I'm telling him I need help. You need to help me. And he said the same thing. You're a good girl. And I sat up. I was so mad. I looked at him and I said, what is wrong with you? Are you deaf? He was deaf. He couldn't hear a word I said. 
Needless to say, I walked out of that church or probably ran out of that church, and it was years before I would ever step back foot into a church. I was still on the boat. I tried to get off, but there was no one that would tell me how that works. I wanted to stop using, but there was no one that could tell me how that works. And another time that Jesus was asking me, you know, I, I got saved, but here I am. I'm at North Central. I'm living in the Bronx during the summer, working on Wall Street, and, and I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do. I'm thinking in my own reasoning, maybe it's foreign missions. Maybe I'm supposed to go back to Iran. Maybe, 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 right? Human reasoning. But God had a different plan for me. And again, he asked me to step out of the boat. And it came through a boy that, that put his fist through a window about 3 in the morning. He put his fist and he cut his artery and it was bleeding profusely. And out of his mouth came three words. Somebody save me. Somebody save me. Somebody save me. And he kept saying it. He said it for 40 minutes. It took 40 minutes for an ambulance to come. And that's all I could hear was his voice. I woke up in the morning and there was the police tape they put when a crime is committed. The boy had died. And all I could hear was his voice. Somebody save me. Somebody save me. You see, there's a hurting and dying world out there. And you have the answers. You have the answer. If you have Jesus Christ living inside of you, you have everything you need to be the answer to some girl crying out, tell me what to do. Somebody tell me how do I do this? You are positioned. God has placed you in a position. I don't know why you think you're here, but you're in a school that's in the middle of a city. And people are screaming, somebody save me. Somebody save me. And women like me are screaming, somebody tell me how you do this. Somebody tell me, what do I do? And so my question today is this. What is holding you onto that boat? What is keeping you on the boat? Is it insecurity? Fear? Maybe I don't know how to do this myself. Maybe you don't have the confidence. Maybe it's safety. It's safe in my boat. It's safe. Jesus is saying, come. You're in the middle of a storm, but he's saying, come. It is I. But you're not going because you feel safe where you're at. You may be feeling comfortable where you're at. Well, boy, we like to be comfy. Maybe you're just not that interested in the things of God or had that much of a hunger for God. Maybe it's discouragement. And for some of you, it may be depression. 
For some of you, it might be peer pressure. You don't want to step out. Maybe there's some life-controlling problem that you don't think you can stop. Maybe there's trauma on your boat, and you've become so familiar with it, it's like your middle name. You don't know who you are without it. You don't know who you'd be without that baggage. Maybe you're here today and you want to get out of that boat. I have news for you. Jesus is saying, come. Come. I got this. Don't be afraid. It is I, the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega. I got this. I don't know what your majors are, and it doesn't matter because I do know one thing. God is calling us all to reach. It could be marketing. It could be nursing. It could be anything in here. But we're all called to reach the hurting, to reach the poor, to reach the marginalized, to reach those who are more fortunate than us, who don't have, that don't know, that are saying, somebody, save me. And you have it. I always, in, in my church, like to do this. Because I feel that the worship does its job, the preacher does their job, but then there's a point where God does his job. Amen? And so I, if you're here today, and I just want to give you opportunity just to respond, just to respond to getting out of the boat for whatever reasons between you and God. But just a show of hands saying, I want to get out of this boat. I want to do what God is telling me to do, anybody. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. God's speaking. God's speaking. I went through to this school. Doesn't mean because we're in a Christian school that we have all the answers. We don't. It's a journey, and we learn as we continue to go. Amen? Those of you that slipped up your hands, just come right here just for a second. Come on now. Come on now. Because today's your day to get out of that boat, to, to move closer to your destiny, to move closer to the plans and purposes that God has for you. We serve a good God. A good God. And he has plans and purposes for you. Jesus. Jesus. We're just going to Sit in his presence just for a minute. Jesus. 
心。